Hi, docs. Welcome to the EntreMD podcast, where it's all about helping amazing physicians just like you embrace entrepreneurship so you can have the freedom to live life and practice medicine on your terms. I'm your host, Dr. Una. Well, hello, hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the EntreMD podcast. I am so excited about what we're going to be talking about because we are going to be talking about three things you do maybe even every day, right? That really frustrate your team. And the reason why this is so important is because as entrepreneurs, part of the reason why we get into entrepreneurship is for the sake of freedom, right? And there is no such thing as freedom without a team. There's no such thing as building a business that is scalable and is sellable without a team. And so it's, Part of the hardest work you'll do as an entrepreneur, but it is the work with the highest ROI. So we want to pay attention to that. Okay. Now, before we do that, I want to read a review and this is from Bookie Reader. Okay. And this person says, thank you. And leaves those five beautiful stars that I love and says, your podcast was recommended to me by another physician friend who is becoming their own boss, which, oh my goodness, that makes me so excited. I never imagined being my own boss and I'm learning a new way to view my skill set and my potential. Thank you for sharing your talent and your gift. So Dr. Bookie Reader, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that review. And I'm super excited about you and what you're going to create for yourself and the fact that you see your skill set in a different way, you see your potential in a different way. Super excited for your friend who referred this because they're, you know, they've made their own decision. They started their journey. And also because there's such a critical part of the Calvary, they shared the podcast, right? So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing this. Thank you for leaving that review. It really does help us get the word out. I appreciate it. And your review is going to help so many other people have the same experience you're having. Okay. Totally rooting for you. Wish I knew you by name so I could shout you out. And for you listening, you know, if you haven't shared the podcast recently, this is one of those that you want to take a screenshot of, post to social media, tag me, hashtag EntreMD, text it to your friends. Every time you hear a physician complain about medicine, that is a trigger and a reminder to share this podcast with them. Every time you hear a physician complain about their business, that is a trigger saying, hey, I need to share the EntreMD podcast with this person, right? Every time someone says, oh my goodness, I'm so alone as an entrepreneur, that is a perfect time to share the podcast. So I want you thinking in those terms. And I really, really, really am grateful that you're doing that. You're a part of the Calvary. You're part of the team making this possible. Okay. All right. Because we are going to have a brand new time in medicine. It's coming. We are just looking for the early adopters who are going to set the stage. And, you know, like Dr. Bookie Reader's friend who set an example that'll make people go like, huh, I didn't realize that was possible. Right. That's how the movement works. Okay. All right. So three things you do that frustrate your team. Okay. Frustrate your team. And the truth of the matter is, yes, you know, if you, if you sit with a bunch of entrepreneurs, you're going to hear some things about some really amazing team members, but you are just going to hear a lot of complaint about team members. And I talked with a lady who really helped me think about this in a completely different way. Cause she was like, yeah, when I see a team that is not performing, the first person I look at is the leader. Right. I think it was Brian Tracy who was like, yeah, stop complaining about your team. You hire them. So there's something wrong with your ability to hire, build culture and all of that stuff. And if you think about the MBA, right, if a team is not doing well, they don't fire the team. Right. Like if a team 
you know, they they did their work. They showed up. They made it to the playoffs or didn't make it to the playoffs or didn't make it to the finals. Seems like they're not living out their potential and all of that stuff. They don't fire the team. They fire the coach. And so I'm not saying that to say every single thing is your fault, but you're the leader. It's your company, right? You hire the people you, and all of these things. So, you know, the we want to become better at hiring. We want to become better at building culture. We want to become better at leading our teams. And that's what this is about. Again, super important because a team is, it's a rite of passage for where we're trying to go. Okay. All right. So the very first way we frustrate them is by giving them is by unclear expectations. And this may be no expectations. This may be unclear expectations, maybe vague expectations, but they actually don't know what it means to score. They don't know what it means. Like when you think of, oh my goodness, this person did a fabulous job. They don't know what that means to you. Okay. And so There is this thing of, you know, we hire somebody, we look at their past experience, we look at their education and we're like, oh my goodness, this person is perfect for the job. But you must remember that every company is different. You must understand that every leader is different. You must understand your vision is different. And so even though somebody may be very well educated and somebody may have a lot of experience, it doesn't mean that you can plug plug and play, Right. They need to know they're coming in like, oh my goodness, I got this job. They just told their friends, I got this job. It's amazing. I think I have a career path there and I'm looking forward to working with this person. I've always admired her, him as a leader. They want to do a good job, but they need to know what a good job is. And as entrepreneurs, this is some of the work that a lot of times we don't like to do, like to clearly define what that is. So you're hiring a physician. What is a good job? You see 20 patients a day, all calls are returned at the end of the day. You're billing and all you're coding all that and your notes are completed within 24 hours. You know, you lead your team, right? Of your MAs and, you know, front desk and all of those kind of things. You advocate for well-check visits. You advocate, you do your part to fill your panel and all these things. Like those are things that are clear. Those are things that you can put numbers behind. And so that when they score, they know they scored when they know what to do to do a good job, you know? And so that's the example of, you know, if you're in private practice, but if you were a coach, for instance, and you had somebody on your sales team and the person was a social seller and you're like, okay, I need two posts to go out on social media every day. I need, I need new contacts with, you know, X number of people, X number of connections are made. I need X number of follow-ups, right? With people who maybe we've gotten on sales calls with before. I need an email to go out once a week. I need these. Those are, those can be measured. Those are clear. When somebody comes in and they work for eight hours, they can actually, at the end of the day, smile and say, I did it. Like I'm a straight A, I'm a straight A employee. I got it all done. It has to be clear. It can't be vague. It can't be, you know, it can't be so high level that is philosophical. Like they need to know. So I want you to think about it like your business was a basketball game, right? They're not just going around and dribbling and doing all these things. There is a definite goal. There is a basket. The ball needs to get into that basket more times 
then it then your your opponent is able to get the ball into their basket right like so if you think about it in that in those terms and there's a scoreboard so they know when they're winning they know when they're ahead they know when they need to troubleshoot they know when they need to ask for help they know when they need a timeout right because it's so clear okay so i want you to think about this you know think about the roles in your company and if you are at the stage where your company where you're the employee you're the only employee you're the solopreneur i want you to think of the like lead yourself that way too right like what is a good job what does that look like what do i check off the clearer it is the clearer it is the better everything is, the better you perform. It takes away a lot of the stress because you're not trying to do all the things. You're not trying to do everything. Of course, there are things not on the list you have to do to get to the things on the list, but you're very clear. And so you can walk away every day. You can walk away every week and actually beat yourself on your chest and say, man, I did a great job, right? When we lead that way, it is, you know, like it it makes their job so much easier. The more vague it is, the harder it is for them because that's like playing a basketball game and you've been in it for 90 minutes. You don't know if you've scored. You don't even know if you've scored, right? You don't know what scoring means. You don't, you're just like here, like, yeah, kind of dribble the ball and go with the flow, see what everybody's doing and kind of do that too, right? So we really frustrate our teams when we do that. The second thing we do to frustrate our team is poor communication, right? Poor communication. Now, I know, again, you know, there is this expectation. They have a good education. They have a lot of experience. It's a plug and play. And a lot of times it's not a plug and play. Like not a lot of times you can't build a great team on plug and play. And so there needs to be some kind of cadence to communication because, for instance, your vision You think about how long as an entrepreneur you sat with your vision before you owned it, before you knew it, before you understood it. So at orientation, talking about the vision once is not going to help them understand the vision, right? There needs to be conversation around that. There needs to be conversation around the expectation, because even though you map it out, even though you have a conversation about it, the one time, one time is not enough, right? You're going to need to talk about it. You're going to need to see where there are hangups. You're going to need to help them through the hangups. You're going to need to train. You're going to need to coach and all of those kind of things, right? So you're going to need to, you're going to need to do that. There is some communication that needs to happen. Well, how about feedback, right? So there's the performance and, you know, the feedback is, is two ways, right? Part of it is, oh my goodness, you did this. You did it so well. This is amazing. Like, good job. The other part of it is, you know, and sometimes that's the part we shy away from is like, yeah, so you see this piece, we don't quite do this well. Like this is the way this needs to happen. And so we need to do both, right? We, we Feedback is the breakfast of champions. We need to be able to give correction and we need to be able to give praise. And so The more communication there is, the more they understand your vision, the more they can carry out your vision, the clearer they are on their expectations, the better they can do on their job with the correction feedback, the the better they just become really, really good at what they do. And when you set the stage for communication, the other thing is, of course, is two ways. Right. And so if there are areas where you know, their, their struggles or area where they don't understand or areas where their things get in their way so they can't perform, those conversations can come up. Those conversations can come up so that you can, you know, like, so you can have the team that you want, right? So they're not frustrated. They're not confused. They're not unclear. They don't feel unsupported and all of those kind of things. Okay. So that's, that's the second thing is poor, poor communication. Okay. The third thing is 
if you're like me and you know, at my core, I'm phlegmatic. And so I'm not into conflicts. I've learned to embrace con- conflict. Like as an entrepreneur, you, there's there's no way around that. There's going to be conflicts. But at my my natural bent is, yeah, the sleeping dogs lie. Like, <laughs> you know, so the third one, if you're like me, you you really get this one mm-hmm. is sanctioned incompetence. OK. Now, this is what sanctioned incompetence means. It means you have a team. So, of course, this is more than one team member. And you have somebody on the team who is not pulling their weight, who is not getting the job done, either because they've decided they're not going to do the job or they're not, they just can't. They're not skilled enough. They're not, they don't have the mental toughness to, they don't, like they're just, they just underperforming. And maybe you've even tried, maybe you've even tried to say, okay, let's work at this. You know, like you've tried to coach them and all of those kind of things. And it's just going nowhere. But you are afraid of the hiring. You are afraid of holding them accountable. Maybe you just don't want to be bothered by it. And you allow the incompetence to stay. Okay. This is one where I'm probably like, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my goodness, Dr. Una, you are in my head. Send me a DM. (laughs) Say, oh, Dr. Una, (laughs) you're in my head. But I'm making a commitment. I'm going to work on it. Okay. Now, When you do that, you are sending a message company-wide that we tolerate mediocrity. We tolerate incompetence. We say we have a value for excellence and we have high standards, but we honestly don't. And what that will do, the, the problem with that is it erodes your culture, right? Because you cannot have, your high flyers will do one of two things. The high flyers that are kind of, you know, they may start lowering their standards because they're like, clearly they don't care about excellence here. So I'm just going to do the bare minimum, whatever. Your real high flyers will look for a different environment. They cannot thrive in that environment. They cannot thrive in an environment of sanctioned incompetence. They cannot. And so as a leader, you have a team of A players, one of the things you can do to massively frustrate them is allow incompetence, okay? Now, incompetence, when there's incompetence, it doesn't always mean you're dehiring because there are a number of things you have to do before you dehire, right? Like, and so you're, you're looking at holding people accountable. You are looking at setting the bar. You're looking at training. You're looking at coaching, providing resources, all of those kind of things. So it's obvious that this is not tolerated we are working on fixing it, right? So you're holding them accountable. And if if it comes to a time when they need to be dehired, then they're dehired. But the thing is that it sends a message across your company that we will support you in every way we can. We know you're an A player. We know you're an A player. We want to support you. We want this to be an environment where you thrive, but this is not a place for incompetence, Right. And so when there's sanctioned incompetence, it really, really, really hurts your A players. It really frustrates your A players. And if you want to build a dream team, then you want to build a team where incompetence is, does not have a place. And of course, with leadership, you know, the, every leader starts by leading themselves. And so that means that if you are the person who, as the leader, you need to set the example, you need to 
be competent. You need to be seen to have a great work ethic and you continue to learn and you continue to hold yourself to high standards and all of those kind of things. People need to see that, right? Because you're setting the bar. So you're not going to be the person who is incompetent and trying to address someone else who's incompetent. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you're going to need to do that. I'm not, notice I'm not talking about perfection. We're not talking about perfection. We're talking about you showing up, you doing the work, you leading the way, you acting the way you want your employees to act, right? Okay, so so these are three things and they're things that you can start working on today, okay? So clarify your expectations. It does not need to be perfect. It needs to be clear. Clarify your expectations, okay? Work on your communication, set a cadence. Maybe you don't have any meetings at all. Maybe this is time to start setting meetings, set up trainings, all of those kind of things. Third is address the sanction and competence. So you start by, you know, clarifying the expectations, communicating, coaching them up, training them up, holding them accountable to the standards. And if it comes to that point where dehiring is your only option, then take the bold step to dehire. Not even so much so for it's the main reason is because of what it will do to your company culture and what it will do to your A players. Right. Okay. So I want you to take the time. This is a good one to workshop. This is a good one. You know, we talk about the on-trend, the accountability pods. And so if you have a group of friends, five or six people where you guys listen to the episodes and kind of workshop it, this is a good one to workshop and just make some few decisions like, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 maybe three to five things and you go execute it. It will bring so much change to your company and your company will be be so much better for it. Your team will be so much better and you'll be on your way to building that dream team that will help you build your dream business. Right. Okay. So that's what I have for you. And, you know, really, if you think about it, if you think about the discomfort of this, but you also think about the fact that this is the pathway to the business of my dreams, it makes it so much easier to handle it. So go do this because I want, I want to see us physicians building those businesses that create financial and time freedom for us. But in the process of doing it, we're also building these teams where people are like, my goodness, the best time in my professional career was working with you. Like imagine that, right? Where you help them develop, you help them become the best version of themselves. You help them produce at a level they've never produced before. And that is like beyond amazing. So go share this episode with another doc and I will see you on the next episode of the EntreMD Podcast. If you love listening to the EntreMD podcast, I want to invite you to join EntreMD On Demand. It is my signature subscription program that gives you access to a library of business courses designed to help you do one thing as a physician entrepreneur, and that is to thrive. Just head out to EntreMD.com forward slash on demand, and I'd love to have you join us. See you on the inside.